0: Hello everyone, it's your girl Gabrielle from A Step Ahead. Welcome to a new episode of Hot Topics. If you are not familiar with us already, this is a web series where we talk about things in education, employment, finance, psychology, anything that is steamy. And this is the the show where we talk real talk. We're all about real talk here at Hot Topics. So our topic for today is what if I didn't start? And this topic is all about entrepreneurship. Right. So what if I didn't become an entrepreneur? But the official topic for this web series is excuse me, I misspoke. What if what if I didn't start? That's the title of our episode for today. And the guest who is going to help me discuss this topic is. Me. I am my own guest today on Hot Topics. So this is a first, 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 first. This is the first time that I am my own guest on Hot Topics. So I'm gonna go into a little bit about myself and what made me become an entrepreneur and what made me start a tutoring company. So of course, you know, I am the owner and director of A Step Ahead Tutoring Services. I bring a wealth of academic excellence as well as a proven record of tutoring to the company. While I was in graduate school at St. John's University, I worked for two supplemental education services companies that partner with New York City schools, since I'm in New York. Since they partnered with the schools, I was able to provide between 20 and 26 free hours of tutoring to students every year. While I was working at both companies, I saw the academic struggles of low-income and middle-income families. So, First of all, I thought 20 to 26 hours of tutoring for the year is not enough for these kids. Second of all, Most of these students were (laughs) misdiagnosed with learning disabilities, almost illiterate and undereducated. So this is a point where I realized that these students deserve more than the limited services these companies offered them. It was at this moment when a light bulb went off in my head, I'll start my own company. My experiences in graduate school provided me with the insight I needed to excel at and enjoy tutoring, and to also inspire other tutors to do the same. Then I founded A Step Ahead Tutoring Services in on October 9, 2013, and I have operated it ever since. So, this is a special episode today because today i am going to highlight one of the speeches that i made as part of a as part of a series that i did and the the series that i participated in is called the what if series and the what if series is part of a a facebook group um i'm going to put that information up on the screen and i for those um women entrepreneurs of color i encourage you to join this facebook group and participate so um the the group is called the mindset and motivation for women entrepreneurs of color and from august okay i forgot the dates i don't want to get it wrong but in the month of august of 2021 depending on when you're watching this episode i was one of the speakers of a series called the what if series and the the meaning behind the series is what if i didn't become an entrepreneur and what the what where would my life have gone if I did not pursue entrepreneurship. So each speaker had a particular topic in the series. And my particular topic is our topic for today. What if I didn't start? And let me just put that back up one more time. What if I didn't start? All right, I'm gonna put the Facebook group back up there as well, so you see that. Uh, You could see the replay of my speech, but um, as well as the other speeches in this series. But for this particular episode, I am going to add it to this episode as a special treat for you, because I want you to know my journey and I want you to know how I got from then to now, and I also want my message to inspire other women of color to become entrepreneurs. And well, I want to inspire all women to become entrepreneurs, but I particularly want to encourage women of color to pursue our entrepreneurship because there's not a lot of us out there uh so i think we women of color need to level the playing field a little bit and um that is the reason for uh the series in uh the facebook group as well as my particular part in the series and my particular speech so for you women of color uh, that's who's out there watching this right now, who are interested in pursuing entrepreneurship, I encourage you to, uh, I, th- <laughs> I think I got it, I encourage you to, uh, to, to, to join that Facebook group, and I encourage you to, to get involved and participate. Right, so that is going to be my feature presentation for today. So, I present to you my speech about, I'm going to put it up one more time. What if I didn't start? So, that, sorry, <laughs> I hear walking. So that is my presentation for today. I hope you enjoy, I hope you learn. So now I present to you my speech on what if I didn't start. Hi, to all that is watching right now. My name is Gabrielle Critchlow and my topic today is what if I didn't start? I will be ending the what if series. And I am honored to be a part of this series because it is an opportunity to share my story. It is an opportunity to talk to other entrepreneurs about my journey and how I got to this particular point in time and it is an honor to especially on this virtual platform be able to reach out to as many people as possible so it is awesome <laughs> and it is a honor again to be a part of this series so let's get right into it So I'm going to start off by introducing myself. I'm again is Gabrielle Kirchlow. And there's a a handful of you that know me already. How y'all doing? Uh, But for the rest of you, uh, just to get into a little bit about myself. So I'll talk about my educational background a little bit. So I have a master's in clinical mental health counseling and I got that in 2015 and then I got my Bachelor's in psychology in 2006, and I bring up my educational background because, I mean, I, I mean, it's the easiest thing to say, but also because I feel that all of my experiences from college and graduate school, it's led me to the decisions that I made today, especially becoming an entrepreneur so i'm going to get to the question in a minute (laughs) what if i didn't start i'm going to get there i'm going to get there so in terms of my company and what i represent so i'm the owner and director of a step ahead tutoring services and i know it's obvious from the name tutoring but my company offers a lot more than that so the basics it offers one-on-one tutoring test prep college counseling editing and proofreading and resume review and i also put on virtual workshops of various subjects so there was one recently about uh, music composition and there's another one about drawing and art so there's a lot of different workshops that i put on And I also work with a team of other tutors that put on workshops as well. And what separates me from other tutoring companies is that the focus of my mission is to reach out to the disadvantaged and to reach out to the underprivileged and to reach out to those that don't have the financial means to afford tutoring and to find ways to bring education to the lower end of the spectrum so because I feel that education belongs to everybody and it does not belong to the privileged few so the work that I do is I bring it to people on the lower end people that tend to be cast to the side ignored misdiagnosed so that is the audience that I direct my services to. And I've been in business for eight years. I think this October is going to be the big eight years. And it is funny thinking about that now because eight years is such a long time. And the fact that I'm almost two years shy away from the big 10, you know i kind of reflects where i was in the beginning my humble beginnings into now so it, you know it's just reflecting on where i was before and where i am now it's it's kind of kind of amazing all right so let's get to the meat of this broadcast i wanted to be special so I pre-recorded my, my TED talk, I guess, if that's what you call it. But I wanted to be special because I'm going to be flashy. And I'm going to put a little banner at the bottom. And what if I didn't start? So if I never became an entrepreneur, where would I be? I had to think about this. And I'm going to be honest. This is an opportunity for me to alleviate my burdens, (laughs) so to speak. So where would I be? I would probably have been pursuing my license in mental health counseling. And, However, I probably would have done it through jobs that I would have hated. I, before I had my company, I was kind of bouncing around from, part-time job to part-time job. And, and there was a couple of full-time jobs that I had, and I was kind of bouncing around, trying to get something just to keep myself busy, just to get some money in my pocket. So I will admit that I wasn't exactly stable financially. And I particularly focused on the mental health arena because of course I was for graduate school I was doing clinical mental health counseling so of course I'm going to look for work in the mental health field and the interesting thing about that is I kind of fell into social work <laughs> so um, of course And you know, one of the requirements of getting the license is 3,000 hours of, of, of direct service. So, of course, in my search for full-time work, I was looking for jobs that would allow me to reach that criteria, and, and I ended up. And I have, I remember one particular event that um, stands out in my mind. So, one particular job that I had um, was on the ACT team. And I don't, I won't say the name of the company, but it was particularly on the ACT team. And I bring that up because I was terminated from that job, I was fired and thrown out like a dog <laughs> um i was actually escorted out of the building by one of my coworkers at the behest of my supervisor and i was terminated from that job for a lot of different reasons but i think I, I feel the main reason why I was fired is because I could not keep up with the demands of working on an ACT team. And which brings me into why I hate social work. <laughs> so I hate social work because I felt like 20% of the job is actually direct service and 80% of the job is paperwork. <laughs> so I do not like social work. I don't like the mental health field. May mostly, <clears throat> mostly because I don't like it's not like I don't like the paperwork. I didn't mind the paperwork, but I have a problem when the majority I'm here for specific to to help people to teach them independence, to help them go to school, to help them find jobs. And yet I find myself doing that only 20% of the time. And the other 80% of the time is writing notes. So first of all, I had to learn how to write a note, which I didn't learn. And I had to do, I had to write a bazillion notes and somehow I had to cram that into four hours of time. And then the other four hours of time was making house visits. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so, and the thing with doing house visits is, at, well, at this particular job, it was a salary job so which means that you just clock in once and you get paid for the day as opposed to hourly where you get you have to clock in and clock out but the salary you clock in once and you automatically get paid for the day but the problem was uh i only got paid for eight hours so or maybe technically seven because of the unpaid lunch so for seven hours I had to write a bazillion notes (laughs) in the first half. And in the second half, I had to do all of these home visits. And okay, so all of us had a caseload. And particularly, particularly with this ACT team, it wasn't a set number. So I think I maybe had like 10, But if someone called out sick and there was no one to replace, you had to pick up their caseload. So that number may go up to 15, that number may go up to 20, that number may go up to 25. And somehow we have to visit all these people in the latter half of the day and only get paid for eight hours. So, of course, what happened? I always worked overtime. So, of course, I had to go beyond five o'clock at night and make all these visits until eight o'clock at night. And these people, these clients, excuse me, there were, they're all over Brooklyn. (laughs) So they're on North Brooklyn, South Brooklyn, East Brooklyn, West Brooklyn. So all, all these different visits that you have to do, and you only have a set amount of time to do it, and for some reason if it did if it didn't work you know you end up working overtime and because it's salary oh that's right because it was salary there was no overtime so so i could not keep up with the demands i'm gonna get to the point i'm gonna get to the point i could not keep up with the demands i could not keep up with the paperwork And I probably aggravated my supervisor on multiple times. And eventually, well, there was a probation of six months, but I was terminated maybe like at the end of the fifth month. (laughs) So uh, I had a colleague that was before me and he was fired before, but all that to say is this. I think the fact that I was terminated because that, was the first job i was ever that particular position was my first full-time job excuse me that was my first full-time job well let me let me take that back i had a full-time job prior but this particular was my first job in preparation for the licensure. So I guess you could say this was my first official job. And the fact that this was my first job and this was a job that I was fired from, uh, (laughs) definitely sent me on a whirlwind. And I, remember the day, you know, I was, I was terminated, I was fired. And I remember sitting in my car and just breaking down crying because this was the fact that, whoa, this was the first time I've ever been fired. And I felt it was unjust. I felt it was unfair. I felt it was unnecessarily demanding and, and it was funny too, cause I was trying to quit. So I was like, no, I didn't want to get fired. I wanted to quit. <laughs> I was like, no, I wanted to complete the probation and then transfer somewhere to a different department. Uh, but I was like, no, I wanted the upper hand and so, But yeah, I just remember that moment sitting in my car, just breaking down, crying because I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was, again, bouncing around from part-time job to part-time job. I finally get a full-time job. I mean, yes, I had one before, but this particular one, I finally found one in preparation for the licensure and just to be thrown out and actually escorted out, <laughs> um, which is even more humiliating. Um, that definitely was a sombering moment. And um, yeah, <laughs> that was a, a sombering moment. And that made me, I, in, in that moment, it made me Realize that. I mean, it, it was a moment of desperation, and when that happened, I was. Well, I guess the good. Th- I'll say this. I think the good thing that came out of it is I. M- I qualified for unemployment, so <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, one good thing came out of it. I qualified for unemployment." Um, and I think. That moment was very sombering because I set my sights on getting that licensure and I found the one job that I thought would help me get there. And just to not meet the demands of the job and just to not meet the qualifications, well, I don't say qualifications, but just to not meet the demands of the job, it's like, it it threw, it threw me in a whirlwind, it definitely threw me out of a loop. And I, I, I didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, it was definitely a sombering moment for me. And what that particular moment taught me is that I need to go in a different direction. And I don't particularly like waking up at six in the morning. <laughs> so, um, so I think that particular moment um, taught me that this particular culture of the job was not for me. And that, I had, I needed to find something that would work for me. And even that particular day that the supervisor fired me, she said to my face that um cuz I think the workday started at like 8:30 and she's like, you know, if 8:30 if 8:30 doesn't work for you, you know, find something that starts at 9:30. So yeah so i have my issues with that person (laughs) but all that to say it, it also that moment also taught me a lot about myself and it taught me that one i do not do well under pressure two i don't do nonsense. <laughs> I don't do nonsense. And three, I I have a problem with people who are above me and that annoy me. <laughs> so I learned a few things about myself after this particular moment and that I have, I have authority issues. <laughs> I have authority issues uh i I, i'll work with you but if you're trying to be big and bad and tough i I don't i don't respond well to that so i don't i don't respond well to uh people that abuse their authority I, i don't handle that very well and i also don't handle pressure very well and i also don't handle being underpaid very well. (laughs) So uh, that moment. And I also don't handle um, not fulfilling the duties of my job very well. And well, let me rephrase that. Not doing the duties that was described to me in the job description very well Uh, you know i'm here to get people into school and help people with employment and you know i don't mind you know helping people be stable and taking their medication and excuse me i don't mind things like hey you you want to be able to um socialize more or things like that, like anything that had to do with the goal. I didn't mind that because these clients of course had mental illness and the whole point of the work was to teaching them how to be independent and to to pursue, um, to pursue their goals. That's kind of all, that's the whole point of, you know, being on the ACT team is, you know, these clients were housebound because they went to the emergency room too much. And so the whole point was to kind of bring the medical services and the social services to them. And, you know, I didn't mind all that, but I, I had an issue with the system. I had an issue with the bureaucracy. I had an issue with the particular supervisor. I had an issue with the work that we had to do, and I had an issue with being under pressure and again, working overtime, but not being paid overtime because it was a salary job. And I had I had a lot of issues <laughs> with this particular job. And I think kind of bringing it back to the topic, I, if it weren't, for being an entrepreneur, I would probably, well, I still would have been fired and I still would have been on unemployment, but eventually the unemployment ran out and I looked for another another job um, with another full-time job, which is a whole other issue. And um, that supervisor, of course, was very snooty and I don't handle snooty very well either. So, <laughs> so, if I didn't have my company, I would be at some full-time job right now Um, while, well, yes, probably pursuing the licensure, but working ungodly hours, working overtime, but not being paid, or being underpaid, or buried in mountains of paperwork, and barely having any free time. Oh yeah, and a lot of that time I couldn't get the notes in on time, so guess what? I had to do that stuff at home. So I ended up taking that work home and working on the notes. So social work broke me. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. I'll just go keep it funky. Social work broke me. <laughs> um and the mental health field broke me. I think that whole thing kind of broke me. So my experience on the act team versus the the job that I found after my unemployment ran out, I think that experience, that one I ended up resigning. Um uh because again, I could not handle the demand of the work. I could not handle reading case logs that are literally this thick. <laughs> and writing a bunch of notes on the computer and doing that for literally six hours, five hours of the day. And the last two hours of the day is the actual direct service. So I felt like I was, was not making a uh, societal contribution. I felt like, well, yes, maybe there were, a, there, I have a few, um I have a few success stories. I will say that, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, the, there's those little speckles of lights in the sea of darkness, but uh, all that's to say, but looking at the big picture, I felt like this is not enough for me. And this is draining my energy. This is draining my emotions. I'm working with people that I can't stand and I have bosses that annoy me. And this, is this is not going to work and i think because of that the last full-time job i guess i still kind of had the taste of termination in my mouth and a little bit of you know being sour in that but all that to say but you know but of course i had to start again and because of course i wanted to get the licensure and i gave it two months and i quit (laughs) so I I couldn't handle it. And I just came to the conclusion that this is not going to work. I need a solution. I and then this and I reached a moment where I have out what exactly do I want to do with my life and what kind of impact do I want to make right now? Do I want a position that is 80% paperwork, like, yeah, you're still, you're making some impact, you know, you're, you know, but if 80% of it is writing case notes and reading case logs that are this thick, do I really wanna spend most of my days doing that? Um, and I kind of reached a point <laughs> where I decided that no i i did not want to do that so kind of bringing it back to the topic of what if i didn't start i i would have been working somewhere that i would have hated i would have been working overtime but being underpaid (laughs) and i felt like my time was so much valuable than that and i felt like the work that i did and the skills that i have and the experience that i have and the things that i know that i can do is not being reflected here and i'm not able to be my best self here and this is not what i imagined things to be in pursuing my license and i did not I did not, I had a different imagination of things and I had a, I had a different vision and I, when the thing became reality and it was time to, okay, let's get to it, nothing. (laughs) It was just a complete opposite of what I expected. Worlds collided. So, so um so i think all of these experiences it kind of made me realize that i deserve so much more and i deserve so much better than what is being thrown at me and i know i have the skills and i know i have the creativity to make an impact and to make a difference you know i know that sounds very um I know that sounds very um, flowery right now, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it is. So I'm looking at the time to spoke for 28 minutes. I'm so sorry, I actually went over time. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up now (laughs) because this actually took a lot, a lot longer than, uh, what I expected. So, um, I'm going to wrap it up now, you guys. So, um, all that to say that the fact that I'm able to have my company, it allows me to accomplish a lot more than What i did in my other jobs it allowed it allows me to provide employment the the power of being a job creator is amazing because i'm able to put money in people's pockets and that money helps them contribute to rent it puts food in their house, it helps them pay their bills, it allows them to get a phone, you know, put it towards a car, put it towards their savings, put it towards their college savings. I am working with one person in particular who uh, is seeking asylum, but he managed to get his green card. So, of course, you definitely want to, uh, for people with an immigration situation, You want to be in a position to file taxes because that makes you look good to the government. And so the fact that I have the resources and the ability to provide an income to this person who needs to look good to the IRS is amazing and it is very powerful. And having money in your pocket is powerful. (laughs) Having a platform. It, the, my company it allows me to have a platform to highlight certain issues, you know, things like um, autism, Asperger's, um, entrepreneurship, starting a business, it a uh, physical health, mental health. I didn't, you know, I still believe in mental health, just not, just not the systematic part. <laughs> having this company allows me to bring to light things that don't have a lot of light shined on them. So things like um, Twice Exceptional, for example, which is a person who has a disability and who is gifted, there's not a lot of attention brought to that. So this platform, um, especially having my own web series on YouTube, it allows me to, to, to shine issues on those things. And lastly, I'm trying to hurry it up here but it allows me to be creative and to implement my designs and so i'm able the thoughts that i have in my head i can put those thoughts onto paper and i can make a brochure out of it and i can make a flyer and i can have a logo and i can create a web series on youtube and i can make little videos and put it out there for the public and the fact that i'm able to use my creativity and use my gifts And the fact that I'm in a position to use those gifts and to not just to use it, but to impact people with them, that's what I wanna be doing. And that's the impact I wanna be doing. And yes, there is still paperwork. There is always paperwork, but it's not as much. (laughs) It's like maybe 30 to 40% of the job, which is fine. But as long as the majority is the actual direct service, that's what I'm talking about. And and that's what makes it all worthwhile. And so I think all those jobs that I had before, it made me feel powerless. It made me feel helpless. And being an entrepreneur, it gave me my power back and it gave me my voice back and it gave me myself back and I don't have to deal with annoying people. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean if they're clients but I can always just say I'm going to refer you elsewhere. <laughs> so I don't have to stick with you know, I if I have the occasional annoying client, I don't have to work with you. I'm going to say peace. <laughs> so so I have a lot more liberty, I have be creative. And I'm not surrounded by annoying people and I am my own boss and I make my own decisions and I don't have to go through three people just to get one thing done. I'm just going to, I'm going to get it done myself because I have the power to do that. So tying it all back in, I realized I spoke for a really long time (laughs) and I went way over the limit. I am so, so sorry, but I'm going to stop right now, 34 minutes. I am so sorry, but the whole point of all of my experiences is if I didn't start my company, I would have, I would be somewhere that would make me feel worthless. And I am not worthless. I am worth it. And that concludes my talk for today and uh, who, and um, I hope that you guys took something from it. This went really long. I am so sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I am going to stop. Thank you so much for watching. And that concludes our episode for today. Please check out our YouTube channel for more videos and clips. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe you can also find us on oh i almost forgot i'm going to put up our contact information on the screen you can also find us on facebook instagram twitter eventbrite you can also reach out to us on whatsapp i'm sorry that's not up there but uh we are on whatsapp if you would like to reach out to us and if you are particularly interested in learning about a step ahead tutoring services our products our services our workshops excuse me you can learn more about us on online our website is www.astepaheadtutoringservices.com one last thing before i go We are also seeking financial contributions to our crowdfunding campaign on ifundwomen.com. So women seems to be the theme today for this episode. So we have a crowdfunding campaign going on ifundwomen.com and I encourage you to contribute. So the funds will be used to keep our staff employed, to offer free and low cost services to facilitate our web series such as this to put on virtual workshops to reach out to the masses and to connect to as many families as possible so our unique link is scrolling below so please go to that link and make your financial contribution today no amount is too small so anything you want to donate will be appreciated So the funds will be going to a great cause to support a step ahead tutoring services. And that is it for our episode. Please tune in next time. Thank you for watching. Signing off. Bye.